Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello. You're listening to Prismatic Guard, a smooth jazz podcast. And I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hey, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax, and I'm also the alto saxophonist. I'm all these husky voices. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo. You're Ashley, and you're thirsty as hell. Yeah. And... Jesus. Under normal circumstances, Jerry would be here playing Roscoe, but they're not able to make this recording, so we will have to power on without them, as sad as it makes us. And this episode is brought to you by Metallic Dice Games. Metallic Dice Games has a lot of options when it comes to buying dice. They, of course, have metal dice, but they also have stone dice, like my personal favorite, Amethyst. They also sell your traditional resin dice, some of which have a cool unicorn on the 20 face. And if you go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD, you'll get 10% off your whole order, daddy-o. This episode is also brought to you by Found Familiar Coffee. Found Familiar Coffee, all of their... Blends and brews have D&D-themed names on them, like Initiative or Phase Step. And they all have cool artwork that is also fantasy-themed. I forgot what voice I was going to do for a second and froze. And if you go to foundfamiliar.com and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD, you'll get 10% off your whole order. Oh, that voice is making me cough. Uh, and you can also head over to my website, royalartisanprops.com, and follow the links. You'll get, head to the Etsy store where you can get dope-ass fucking cosplay props. And if you use the coupon code LISTENER, you'll get 10% off the entire thing. Now, last episode, um, you guys tried to collect a bounty. Um, didn't quite get your asses kicked, but didn't really win either. And decided that you just weren't going to go back to that town. Uh, <laughs> You're like, fuck this, we want to go home. So I need one of you to make a uh, wisdom check. I vote Margo. Yes. Where's wisdom? What do I have? I think it's a three. Yeah, I think. Yes, it's a three. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a five. Good news. It was a very easy check. Good. 
pretty much just seeing whether or not you got a nat one. Okay, good. That being said, you still barely made it. <laughs> you you have a hard time getting this fucking compass to work. Because um, you just keep getting distracted. Like the, the you, You're basically sailing through space. Like, that's what the Land of Dreams Ethereum looks like. And you keep getting distracted, but you finally hold your focus long enough, and you find this fog is the best way to describe what you're about to sail into. Really, like, again, keeping the space theme, it's more like you're about to sail into a nebula, but that's where the compass says to go. So you sail right into it, and you can't see anything. Like, it is, if this were a fog, it would be the thickest fog you'd ever seen in your entire life. And then when it finally, it just clears up in this flash of daylight, and you are 30 feet above the water. So I need one of you to make a dexterity check to uh, for the ship. As you are at the helm, you are going to do what you can to keep the ship from just tipping over. For looking for a dexterity check, would that be in the saving throw area? No, it's just your dexterity modifier. Okay. Uh, but I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Margo and Robarth, you will have advantage because both of you can fly. Uh, Flint, what did you get? I got an 11. Okay. Margo. And that was on your saving throw? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rovarth. Check yet. 16. 16. Uh, Margo Rovarth, you're fine. Flint, you take 10 bludgeoning damage as uh, you lift off the deck as it's starting to fall and then slam down into the deck when it lands. And Margo, I need you to make a dexterity check to handle this ship. 14. 14, yeah. Um, you turn the rudder and you tell Rovarth to pull on, the, on some of the ropes to turn the sail to catch the wind uh, going the opposite direction to keep you from tipping over when you hit. Um, but you are very confident that this ship is not going to sail for long. Okay. We need to um, get but this you are ship on to... the water. Need to get the ship to port. All right. Um, make a survival check. We are counting on you. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. You. You. You are confident. You know where you are. Because you're pretty sure you can see a shore on the horizon. Uh, so you sail in that direction. As you do, it gets closer and closer. And as you get closer to it, um. You see more and more ships. Some of them are fishing vessels. Some of them are uh, transport ships or cargo ships. And as this city gets closer, you start moving slower. And Flint, when you go below deck, you realize that's because uh, one of your hull boards cracked and you guys are taking on water. Oh, God. I run back up. You guys are like, oh, why is this thing on slower? And Flint runs, just bursts out of the out of the hatch, and is like, we have a leak. We're gonna come into port like Jack Sparrow did on his ship. Uh, well, Margot, make a 
intelligence check. <laughs> intelligence check? That's Let's what I see. said. I know, I'm looking for it. <laughs> I don't have it. Okay. Uh, invest- hang on, intelligence no. is investigation? No, well, yes, because you're not trained in investigation. Remember, a, a an ability check is just your modifier. I don't have... You have oh, a plus yeah, zero, zero, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. 18. Yep. You guys, <laughs> you are going to have to climb up onto the dock because that is how far your ship has sunk. And as it sinks, it sinks faster. <laughs> um, this ship is about to go under. And you guys scramble up onto the dock and within <laughs> 10 minutes, the ship has sunk. Um, and only... Like the the top half of the mass are still sticking out of the water because it's not that deep here. It's deep enough for the ship to ships to sail in and out. No. <laughs> and a uh, an official comes running up. Um, this gnome, uh, and they come running up and they say, "What? What is going on here? What? What is? What? What is this? What? Are, what are, what what is happening? We are I mean we parked our ship. That's what's going on. This is not parking. This this is littering at best. Uh I don't think we could help that our ship got a hole in it. I can see the dinghy floating. How much would the cleanup fee cost? I don't know. I uh, probably at least 150 gold. Fine, we got okay. that. Here you go. Wait, what? <laughs> Just hand him 150 gold and walk away. Yep. All right. <laughs> and, All right. <laughs> like what? I don't. What? I, what I, uh, we paid the fee. What does he want? Just walk away. Like, <laughs> don't have a heart you attack. Have a good day, sir. Bye. Bye-bye. Just completely unprepared for this fucking chaos you have unleashed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chaos gremlins. I was admittedly surprised by that course of action as well. Very left <laughs> chaos train. to happen? Like, you guys have so much fucking money. No, I know. Yeah, that's but... I was like, okay, here you go. <laughs> Margo, you immediately know where you are. Uh, this is Gnome's Landing. It is a port city. <gasps> On the coast of Gador. Um, it's one of the major trade hubs. Uh, for ships. Um, on and Definitely for Thar. Which is the kingdom. You, you're back in Thar. Um, and there is a lightning rail. That leads to and from. Uh, uh, Gnome's Landing. So you guys could take a train. Right back to Seoul. And Margo it has been. More than a decade. Since you left Gnome's Landing. Um, when your fight with Johan Yabat ended. Yeah, a decade? More than a decade. You were maybe 15, 16 when you left. Mm. You know, and you're in your late 20s now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Flint and Marg are like the same age. This makes mm-hmm. sense. This, yeah. We I keep babies. forgetting. The babies. We're children. Roscoe's oh. the same age as you guys, too. Wow, I would I would not have guessed that. Ah, uh, yes, trauma. 
Um, so yeah, what do you what do you guys do? You are in this, but I mean, Gnome's Landing is. Um, I mean, it's called that uh, because supposedly it, the history of the town is that it was settled by a group of gnomes that uh, came here from Onun, um, and this is where they landed. But it is a major city. Uh, it's not quite as big as Seoul, but it's not a small city by any stretch. It's good food. Yeah, food. Uh, yeah, food's yeah. a good idea. And I also want to send a message to the kids, like saying, "Hey, good news. We're in Thar. We're gonna head. We should be back. We're like, we should be back soon." Margo news. Against yeah. CT's um. Spot. I mean, a train from here. Let me look. Uh, from Gnome's Landing to Seoul. It's a day. Better part of a day. If, yeah, and if we take longer than expected, like, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, if, you, if you're I'm not gonna... able to get a train soon enough that goes straight to Seoul tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to send a message to Wayden saying, hey, good news. We're alive. We are in Thar. Should be back by tomorrow at latest. I mean, maybe. He replies, Oh, that's cool. I'm excited to tell you about how we solved a murder. Sorry, and then what? that's it. That's all you get. Sorry. You, you just, uh, Flint, Flint's Tinker Toy lands back, and he, he's like, you just see his face just freeze, and he's like, and he just says, Infernal. What the fuck? He's like, and Flint just looks at Rorworth and go, how do I? Kids, hey, the kids solved a murder, apparently. What? I don't... The fuck? <laughs> okay, okay. I don't, I don't think we're going to get anything out of them until we get back. And I'm just like, um... oh, I'm sorry. I didn't finish the message. Uh, oh. Sergeant Wen is really mad. Oh, oh, also, hey, Roborth, your girlfriend's mad. That's understandable. <laughs> um, because I wasn't able to send any more messages when we got to the to dream, dream dimension, because you can't I mean, dream, which means I can't send dream messages. We got to, We also had a dragon we had to handle, and a pirate. Also, so. does dream allow you to send dream messages across planes? Uh, that is an excellent question. Um, let me find out real quick, just while we're, while we're farting about. Uh... Flynn just says out loud, we owe Yarsel so much money. Ooh, yeah. Also, you should, well, like... Flint has more spell slots, you can take. send another message if you want. Uh, Flint sent... Oh god, what do I even so, say? So, here's the other problem. When I leveled up... One of those times, I get to change my spells around, and I didn't retake that spell, so he was definitely not sending her <laughs> messages. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to mess... I'm so sorry. I forgot the spell. And it's uh, entirely Flint... because, I re... because we established that Flint can send messages. Well, yeah, here's the thing. He was saying it to the kids. You, He thought you had the whole thing with Sergeant Wang covered. Anyway. <laughs> What do you what do you but, send again? I'm gonna send this time to Sergeant Wen and uh, say, "Hey, good news. Um, hey, it's full. okay, okay. Let me repeat. Let me 
start over. Okay. I say, hi, it's Flint. We we should be back by tomorrow. What's this about a murder? And then I Uh, She replies back. There was a murder involving a priest of Barone. Oh, shit. I went to talk to Yarsel. She didn't know him. And then the kids decided to rope her into investigating. And that's 25 words. <laughs> and, and to answer mm-hmm. the question about the dream spell, it does not work across other dimensions. No, oh, God. Mm. I, uh, I'm sorry, up. baby. I was in the realm of the dead. I'm sorry, baby. I died and had to go to the realm of the dead. <laughs> uh, Flint, Flint just stares at the me- at the message at his little message sky sky flyer thingy thingerbob. Little robot bird. I mean, I kind of imagine it literally looks like one of those sky spinners, like you know the little fairies. I, that, it, yeah. I, I kept imagining like a snitch. Oh my god, that's so cool! I love it. But anyways, uh, Flint looks at it and, and then looks up at Grovarth and goes, I, I'm going to let you deal with that. I don't know. He's like, he goes back to like whatever, to like his sandwich and fried potatoes he ordered. We'll figure it out when we get back. All right, seafood place near the port. Ah, uh, yes. Crab oh, cakes. I have been craving some fish and chips. All right, let's play crab cake sandwich. They have good oysters. They even give me some that aren't even that aren't even cracked open yet. Yeah, you guys go to get some food. The restaurant, Margo, you didn't get to eat there a lot. Um, Johan never had a lot of money. Mm. Um, he was never struggling, but you know, going out to eat at a place like this was pretty expensive. Yeah. But you're surprised that it's still there in a in a city like Gnome's Landing. It's pretty easy for a restaurant to go under and another one to come up. Yeah. And you ask for uh, Marcus, who was the owner mm. um, when you were there. And you're told he, he died about five years ago. Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, he was a very old human. When you knew him, so it's not that surprising. So. Um, but the food's great. At your request, they don't crack the oysters open for you. <laughs> Give me a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, special rock. You, you oh, pull out true. your special, special rock, rock and start cracking them open. Yeah. Uh, Flint, um, as you guys are eating. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was, Flint was going to ask Margo if, uh, like, hey, did uh, did you used to live here or something? Yeah, this was my home. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty nice. Never thought I'd be back here. It's where my teacher lived. Hmm. Oh, uh, Flint just kind of um, nudges her, like you know, kind of in, like him, kind of non-verbally saying, like, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Um, and Margo, before you can say anything, you recognize this voice. It's much older than the last time you heard it. But you hear someone say, Margo? Is that you? 
and you turn and you see Hope Lightfoot, uh, a halfling girl that you grew up with. <laughs> uh, her family lived on the same street as Johan's home. Margaret throws her food down and runs over and gives her a hug. Flint's like, ah, um, she's a little bit taller than you. She's about three mm-hmm. foot two. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gives you this big hug and just goes, I almost didn't recognize. Look at this armor. I know. What, what, are, you, cool? what do you do? I'm an adventurer now. You're an adventurer? Yeah. That's what well, I mean. I that. Johan said that's what you were leaving to go do. I just, I thought you'd like, I don't know, you always loved to to draw. I thought you might have become like a cartoonist for the paper or something. Uh, I kind of, I mean, after, uh, after I left Johan, I, you know, didn't really have the opportunity to draw anymore. I kind of had to make ends meet. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised you were, couldn't keep your nose out of anything resembling trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's still very much true. Flint thinks I'm, about it, goes, yeah, I know the shit. I'm so glad you got the news and came back into town, though. What, well, what, what news? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I, I thought you knew. Knew what? Johan, he... He passed. What? The guards say that there was a, a home invasion. Uh, uh, Mr. Jansen, a few doors down, found him. He, he, you know, delivering his groceries, and he was in there. Um, we all, you know, I mean, Johan never had a lot, but we all pitched in, and he's going to... We we pitched in to give him a, a nice funeral. I mean, I, I sent some messages. I, we we didn't know where you had gone, um, but we we got some funds together and hired somebody to to find you. And I, I guess they didn't. Yeah, I've I've been gone for for some time now from Seoul. That's where I'm at now. I um why, why don't you I'm I I um I moved into my my parents home they retired uh moved a little bit further down the coast Um why don't, why don't you come stay with me and my family for a couple days till the till after the funeral I mean that sounds good she just looks at Rovarth and Flint and is it okay? Of course it's okay. Um Oh yeah. Do you, you said there was a home invasion, right? Did did the guards have any leads on this? I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't really I'm a school teacher. This isn't this is kind of out, outside of my realm of uh expertise. Well, we're going to investigate. I feel yeah, I feel like well, while we're in town, we should mm-hmm. at least try and do what we can. Um, she says, I, I mean, you, you do what you need to do, but Johan was an old man. These things do happen in a city like this. Just don't, you know, don't, don't go down a a bad road. 
I mean, I'll keep an eye on them. She smiles and says, "Um, uh, let uh, can I sit with you while while you finish eating before we go?" Sure, I'll I go no introduce you to my my husband and my kids. You have kids? Uh, three oh. triplets. Oh wow! Yeah, Oof. let me tell you, halfling triplets. How do you baby proof a house from that? <laughs> Flint just looks at it. Flint, <laughs> Flint looks at his sandwich. Goes, I should send another message to to Wen saying it's gonna be a few days. We have to solve a murder as well. <laughs> um, I send another. I send another message to Wen. Uh, hi, it's Flint. Um, it's going to be a few days. Uh, uh, Margot's old teacher died. We're staying for the funeral. Did it? Yep. All right. She replies back. Of course, we're fine here for now. I'm not happy with the kids, but that's a different thing. Give Margot my love. All right. And that's the end of the message. Okay. Margot. Um, Sergeant Wen says her sends her love and condolences. Okay. Uh, such a and uh, then uh, she, he turns to Rovarth and goes, yeah, she's not happy with the kids right now. I don't imagine she is getting into trouble like they were. Uh, they're lucky everything worked out. Um, well. You guys catch up with uh, Hope a little bit. And she takes you back to her home. Um, Roverth, you and Flint have a some trouble. <laughs> the ceilings are only about five feet. Oh no! <laughs> Roverth's like seven feet tall. Flint six feet. Um, yeah, Roverth's six foot seven. Yeah, I'm big. I'm a tall boy. Yeah, uh, Roverth's six foot nine. Too he shrank. Short. I yeah, I'm six, six nine, but anyway. Oh, you're six nine still. Yeah, um, two feet taller than you should it, be. For the, the place house. is big enough for you guys to like exist in. <laughs> Hope had a really big family. Um, most everybody's moved out and done their own thing. Um, she took over the family home when her parents started getting a little too old to take care of it. So there's there is enough room, but. Yeah, Flint, you're crouching real hard. And Rovarth, you're basically like crab walking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you have your tail and your wings pulled as tight into your body as you can because there are knickknacks and photos, uh, or I say photos, wood carvings. It's like Gandalf um, and Hobbiton. Yeah, you, you are Gandalf <laughs> in uh, Bag End. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. And you meet... Hope's husband uh, is a halfling man by the name of Axel. He's got a little bit of a gut. He's balding a little bit. Um, he's He doesn't look much older than Hope. He just seems to be balding early. Um, he's an actuary for one of the shipping companies. I mean, his whole job is just to do math and to decide whether a job is too expensive to do. Um, incredibly boring by all of your standards <laughs> but he's clearly very happy with it 
I mean, um, that's fair. The adventure life isn't cut out for everyone. Yeah, I mean, he's fully interested in every story you guys have to tell. Her triplets are about five. Oh my god. Which means they're only about mm, a foot and a half tall. Oh, oh god, no. they're so tiny. <laughs> oh my. They're about the size of like a regular human toddler. <laughs> they're so little. Oh my god. And they are fuck like they just pop like Rovarth, you're like trying to drink some tea while you're listening, trying to focus on Axel tell you about his job. Yeah. <laughs> trying not and to go to sleep. This child is just on your shoulder. So I picture Rovarth hunched over in this tiny chair that's too tiny for him with a tiny little You can't even you know, there's no way he can cup. even sit on the chair. No, he is sitting on the floor with okay. his knees pulled up to his chest. Well, all I know, all I'm thinking about is this tiny teacup with a saucer. <laughs> Robarth drinking from this itty bitty teacup. It is very much so. Oh like, gosh. um, they do have some uh, uh, kitchenware for the big folk, um, but most everything in here is sized for us. Would be like an eight year old. Robert has a little sippy cup. <laughs> I just, oh my god, I love it. It was so the much. only thing that the 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 kid could, the kitty could, the little kid could lift because he wanted to give you tea. Well, and what happened tea. is that they don't usually have non gnome or halfling guests. Uh, Thar is a human kingdom, but Gnome's Landing is just a ton of kobolds and halflings and gnomes. A lot yeah. of the buildings are sized for them because they were the first people here. Are there any other beast folk? There are a few, yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely. But beast folk are pretty rare anywhere. Okay. Beast folk communities tend to be very tight-knit. Um, it It's kind of unusual like if a beast folk grew up in a beast folk community it's unusual for them to leave mm. you know they might leave for a little bit but they usually come back um like the amish um, makes sense but yeah rovarth these children just keep and and it's true margo your perception is way too high for them to sneak up on you <laughs> but they just keep sneaking up on flint and rovarth and being like, you know, where'd you? And because like we're just sitting there, and this tiny hand just like pokes you in one of your lightning burns. Oh, uh, I mean, it's healed up now, but it's still like eh. they're just like, how'd you get this? I got <laughs> shot with lightning by a young blue dragon multiple times. Tell me everything. I that proceed was to tell them our, our, uh, a, a different version of actual events where we actually succeed. Make a performance check. Let's okay. see how much you can keep these children entertained. entertained. Can, I, can I assist? How are you going to assist? Just by telling the story with him and acting stuff out. Um, you roll two. <laughs> you roll first. Oh my god. This okay. Is and if you roll really Badly or yeah, really a, well. I got a four. Okay, roll with disadvantage. <laughs> I'm sorry, Roar. <laughs> I thought I could help. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Both terrible. Uh, so oh, that would okay. be a nine. Um, they get distracted by Margot, and you find that you're not able to get their attention back, and they just run off to play adventurers and dragons. That's fine. This is Flint. this is par for the course. Whenever Rovarth goes to tell his stories, Flint pats Rovarth in the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, what you are more used to is people's eyes glazing over as they just stop listening to you. Yeah. Um, as opposed to these children that just leave. Yeah. <laughs> Rovarth is used to Flint like trying to listen, but very obviously starting to fall asleep. He's used to Flint politely sitting there and waiting for R- Rovarth to finish talking. Oh, I love it. Man. Like Flint will start working on a project and like 20 minutes later it's like, oh hey, what do you think of uh, that thing? And Flint's like, oh what? I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was filling. No, it's just like Rovarth stops talking and Flint goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's wild. Um, I gotta go back into my shop and work on something. Uh, let me know when dinner's ready. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay, I'll see you. <laughs> it's, I imagine that's how that goes. I mean, I imagine yeah. the same thing happens when Flint starts going on like an alchemy alchemy uh, or dumb. And I Rovarth like to think that Rovarth to... tries to like participate in the conversation um, but like a Margo lot of parents leaves. has no idea what's actually happening he's like oh yeah that, that makes sense and internally it's like I have no idea what the last 20 minutes have just been I have an intelligence score of average so and no knowledge of alchemy so yes you know, it's, it's like a lot a of him like going oh so it's like this and Flint being like sure because, like, I know how to use herbalism kits, and I know how to use poisoner's kits. So, like, I'm like, oh, it's like this. And it's like, no, it's like actual herbs. I do magic, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of imagine it became one of those things where, like, eventually Flint was, like, one day, like, hey, hey, Rovarth, you should teach me Dwarvish. I, like, don't you know that? No. I, I don't know Dwarvish. You don't? Fuck. No, I know Damn Draconic it. and Common. Can't you Draconic, then? Um, Flint knows two languages. It's embarrassing. So they they put you guys up. Um, Rovarth, what they do for you is they uh, lean the kitchen, the, the dining room table up against the wall and lay down some bedding because none of the rooms are really... Like, all the rooms are big enough for you to be in, but the dining room's the only one that's big enough for you to, like comfortably sleep in i mean it's better than the trenches it definitely is yeah (laughs) anything that's not like a mud pit he'll take it's a lot warmer uh and hope likes to bake so it always smells a little bit of cookies oh it's gonna fall asleep and just dream of cookies it's so cute i love hope oh man Ah, oh, they're so cute. It it's she was your troublemaking best friend. Like if you were say, getting into trouble, she was right there with you. I was about to say, like, I imagine them staying up and reminiscing about all the troublemaking that they did when they were younger. And her husband Axel is absolutely bemused. Um because <laughs> he's he I mean, he's 
such a fucking dork and he's just saying <laughs> stuff like oh yeah that that sounds like my firecracker <laughs> and, i love it like he's clearly never heard any of these stories oh, i love it but so much <laughs> Or that time we snuck yeah. into the bakery and stole all the cookies. <laughs> I remember that you wanted to steal only the cookies, and I said, let's get the baguettes, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we ate good that night. <laughs> we had to abandon half the cookies, though. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and... You know, you tell her about some of the stuff you've been up to, and do you, do you like, sanitize any of it? Or do you tell her, yeah, we met the goddess of death. I died. Um, no, yeah, uh, it would not be sugar-coated. It would be like that. Um, And she's just like, this is, that is wild, dude. Now, is that normal? Like, is that a usual adventuring thing, or... Is, I mean, like just your at, at the level you're at with adventuring. I don't, I don't know how this works. I don't. I don't know. She looks to Rovars, and that is definitely not normal. Okay, uh, we it's not normal. We we have gotten quite quite far along in our journey. I would say. I'm tired of being in your bag, and Axel, what? What was that? Yeah, that guy's a jerk. Oh, hey, Singer. How you doing? I'm still trapped in a stone. I'm so working on it. Yeah, Hook is what? Is that a talking rock? It's... I am a ruby, madam. I told you Forgive he was a him. jerk. He's stuck in there for a long time. 5,423 years, 8 months, 46 days. You realize you've and just dated events. Minutes. <laughs> you you you've just in canon dated some serious OG events. <laughs> oh no, the Mena's rise to divinity is is in the timeline. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although it's actually, I think, less than five thousand years. Well, I mean, you know, time dilation, perception—it's a thing. Yeah, that is the thing. You've Point gone is, through three calendars since I was put in this rock. Point is, he's rude. I, you would be too if you were trapped in a stone for as long as he has. But I'm not. Because I'm smart. Which is why... <laughs> that is debatable. To, I'm trying <laughs> to free him. I mean, smarts really is a um, matter of perception. <laughs> Besides, I, I made a promise. It's it's a long story. Um, how much do we want to tell Hope? Uh, That's up to you not, guys. Let, let's let's not like. Long story short, uh, this is the uh, main no! stone. What did I just say? And Hope is, goes, um. Sorry, I don't know what that is. And uh, Axel goes, Mena, Mena. How versed are you in your human Isn't Mena one of the, the human gods? As a matter of fact, yes. Um, Why don't we not go announcing it so you know there's not, you know, the whole 
people after it. I mean, they clearly didn't need you guys to talk about it to find you before. Exactly, and we also traversed across an entire continent. I think we're fine. I mean, I mean, her, yeah, and her husband are a... not gonna no. say anything. It's not like they're. I'm just talking about a, a legend that. Let me finish. Yeah, the like story. Flint, you're you're being there. Nothing you say or don't say here is going to matter. Yeah, <laughs> Flint gives up. You have no while. reason to think it will matter. Yeah, and I will I will tell the story that there was a wizard who had been studying on how to bind Behir to the void, so he could not spread his darkness further into the world. And Mena promised to kill the wizard if Behir would grant her divinity, who desired the wizard's soul to inflict torment upon, and thus he agreed. Mena slew the wizard, but when Behir fulfilled his end of the bargain, he was betrayed. Mena would not be a tool of anyone, and instead stole the wizard's soul, binding it to a gem. This is that gem. So Behir would never be able to enact his revenge. And uh, actually goes, wow. That's intense. Yeah, godly things usually are. Um, oh, and to correct myself from earlier, it would be closer to about 44. And then I'll launch into a... Yeah, and then I'll launch into a very long-winded story about how we met the Forever Bear that one time. Uh, they are far more interested in that story. Yeah. Forever Bear is fun. God, um, he's so cool. And, you know, you guys stay up and you're drinking some uh, halfling ale. And a few cups in, you know, you mentioned partying with satyrs. And Axel says, oh, oh, man. I used to love partying with fawns. Uh, but, you know, that was back in my college days. Huh. <laughs> Maybe you are interesting. <laughs> and he just proceeds to tell you about how, like, he almost dropped out his first year of college uh, because he just kept getting fucked up with satyrs and pixies. So maybe you do belong with my friend. Um, Flint, Flint is interested. Yeah, I mean, he, you just find out that once upon a time, he was he partied hard. So he was wild. And, I mean, the more he talks about that and him and Hope interacting, Margo, you can see, A, all, of, uh, all three of you, um, you know, and Roscoe, can see these two love each other. I mean, he's definitely way more reserved than she is. Like, you, to put it in real world terms, if, like, if one of her kids uh, was gay and the school is like, no, you can't bring your girlfriend to prom, she would be there, like, fist fighting every, te every single person at the PTA meeting, and he would just be in the background holding her purse, cheering her on. I love this so much. Delightful. Yeah, I mean, you just get the impression that it's its not even, like, it's not so much that Axel is boring as it is that he just seems to find joy in everything. Like, whatever he's got going on, he is so content with it that it doesn't matter. Um, And Hope tells you, Margo, about how she didn't really know what she wanted to do. And there was a position at the local school just, you know, kind of helping the teachers out. And she absolutely fell in love with helping these kids learn things. Um, and you guys go to sleep. It's pretty late. Um, 
Rorworth, you wake up a little bit earlier than you would prefer. Uh, mostly because um, you're in the dining room and it's adjacent to the kitchen and there's only but so much people can do to be quiet. Yeah. Um, but you are ultimately awoken by the smell of coffee. And I imagine I'm the first to acquire the coffee other than the maker yes. of the coffee. <laughs> um, and Axel's already up. Uh, and he goes, uh, I hope I didn't wake you up. No, it's it's fine. You know, I'm used to the old wake up at the crack of dawn and get to marching. Yeah, you, you used to be a... So my uh, father served in the war. Yes, I, um, I served under Sven. And the name you... Did you know a, uh, uh, Tim Boyson? I don't think back on it. And... Seems familiar. You, you, you remember Tim. Uh, Tim was a, a much older halfling. Mm-hmm. And Tim... Tim's humor was so dry that sometimes you thought he was making fun of you, but after a, a few missions with him, you realize he was he was never making fun of you. He was, I mean, he'd, he'd be poking at you a little bit, but that's just how his voice sounded. Yes, I I recall Tim always a a dry wit that one, but it grows on you after a time. Oh, my friends used to hate him. <laughs> they they never understood that he was just pulling their chain. Tim Tim was a good guy. What what happened to Tim? You know, I mean he was he was very old. I mean even by halfling standards he was an old man uh by the time he had me. Um he actually um about 8 years ago he got pretty sick. Hmm. Um but he lived a good life. He lived a long life. I mean I've got 10 brothers and sisters. Uh well, he he made sure that my mom was provided for when he left. You know, I mean, that military pension is not nothing. No, no, it's not. Not to live on, definitely. Yes, yeah, Sven. Certainly not for a widow. Uh, what what happened to Sven? He, Sven? He'd be a pretty young man still. And Rovarth's expression darkens a little bit. Sven died preventing... Uh, a terrible tragedy upon his home. Um, oh, that's... That's all. there. Well, I think... I think it's what he would have wanted. He didn't ever seem the type of person to want to just... live a boring life. Uh, always wanting my, to... Uh, my dad told me when I was really young... Excitement's overrated. Find the moments that just make you feel content. That's the life you want. That's good advice. I'm not... I haven't quite figured out what I want yet. Always felt like perhaps there's some grand destiny awaiting me one way or another, but it would be nice to settle down with... He just trails off. Well, you know, I mean, uh... The gnomes believe that it's never too late to make a new start. I'll think on that. And the rest of you kind of trickle awake. Uh, Axel's been cooking. He, you know, you and Axel chat while he's cooking breakfast. Um, it's huge. It's it's just a ton of fucking food. Hash browns and eggs and uh, ham, uh, sausages, toast, um, 
yes, definitely bacon. Um, a lot of greens, a lot, there's a lot more fruit and vegetable than you might have expected from everything else. And you know, everybody trickles in. Uh, Hope's a little bit hungover, <laughs> um, and seems genuinely upset that her husband isn't. And you know, the kids start getting rowdy, and they get the mom glare, and immediately calm down. That's so and nice. everyone, I think everyone listening knows what that is. <laughs> yes. Yep, I think we all do. I I most <laughs> definitely do. But yeah, so I mean, what what do you guys do? You got the rest of the day. Rovarth would like to, and and Margot knows this. Rovarth would like to investigate the break in and see if we can find any leads on who is responsible. Yes. Okay. At the same time. Restraining Margot from from doing anything rash. No, I'm gonna murder whoever did this. No. Um. <laughs> and Margot, I'm. Johan was old when he uh more or less adopted you. Yeah. Um, for a human, he would have been well into his seventies. Yeah. By now, which is very old for a human. But at the same time, you you can't imagine a world in which a home invasion gone wrong kills Johan. Um, he was still, to this day, the greatest swordsman you ever knew. Yeah. Um, no way and, have. you know, and I'm, I'm sure some part of your brain is being like, yeah, but, you know, I was a kid. You know, how much of that is true and how much of it is just me mythologizing my dad. Um, so how do you guys want to go about investigating? Like, what do you want to do first? Well, first we should talk to the guards and see what they know. All right. And any connections I have in the city and people uh, that knew him. Flimp comes along with Rovarth. Okay. And Margo. Um, so Margo, you're going to talk to some criminal contacts. Mm, yes. While, Rovarth and Flint go to talk to the guards? Um, no, I think she'd want to be there to talk to the guards, too. She wants as much information as possible. And I, I would okay. definitely, at one point, pull Margo aside and talk to her um, in private. Okay. Flint can be there, and, and so can Roscoe, if they want to, but... I think Roscoe would give you guys your privacy. And this is before we do our investigation. This is as we're leaving the house. I know... I know he meant a great deal to you, but... I just want you to consider that... You are not... How to put this? From what other people have told us, he seems to be that he was getting on in age, especially for human... And... It is possible that whatever happened was an accident. And even if it wasn't an accident, even if he is this great warrior and this was intentional, I feel like it would be better for him to be brought to justice through the local guard and the laws of Gnome's Landing. An eye for an eye, like they say, makes the world blind. And I've, I think I've learned that through our adventuring together that 
sometimes you do bad things for what you think the right reason is, and it just ends up stabbing you in the back. We kill bad people all the time. And sometimes they come back, and sometimes they create more problems. Yeah. I'm saying it's not worth sacrificing your morals over. Think on that. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you advice on what to think on. But at the end of the day, I support whatever decision you come to. Yeah. I don't think... I know he was old. But there's no way that he went out like this. So you think it was intentional? Yeah. I don't think that it was... He was the greatest swordsman I've ever met and fought against. And I know that I was younger then, but he trained me. I know what I know because he taught me. And he taught me really well. Then he's one hell of a fighter. Yeah, he really is. Like I said, just try and avoid treading down those paths. Yeah. If not for me, then... For your friend. She seemed worried about you. Yeah, Hope's one of the good ones. I... I'll think about it. We'll see. Alright, so, uh... Let's start with the guards. Um, Flint, you and Rovarth walk into this, uh, guardhouse. And it's sized for humans. Um, but you can clearly see, um where there are uh, walkways behind counters that uh, halflings can use that they're on the same level as anyone who would be on the other side of the counter. And um, so, I mean, uh, uh, there's a guardsman um, sitting at the front desk, the the reception, basically. Hey. Well, you're not there, right? Or are you going I'm with, with them? them. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I thought you were doing me. the. I thought. Yeah. This was be well, Margo wanted to get as much information as possible. Yeah. So once once we're done okay. talking to the guard, then Margo will do their own thing. Okay. I I misheard. Yeah, Margo wanted to know what they said, like instead of having it relayed, so she could ask any questions she needed to ask to clarify some things. Um. Yeah. You go. Hey, and they. Um. This gnome gnomish man says, "Um, hello there." Uh, is there something I can help you with? Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, do you have any information or are you investigating the home invasion of um, Johan Yabat? Let me go look over some paperwork. Um, if you want to take a seat and okay. uh, I'll see who's investigating. Okay. Um you're you are waiting a while, um, but this place seems pretty busy. So you know it's hard to say whether they're messing with you or if it was just hard to find the paperwork. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not like us now. You just type it into a computer and find it. Oh yeah. But eventually, a, um, a tiefling woman in a guard's uniform walks up and says, uh, "Hi, my name is uh, Jane Thomason." Uh, I'm the one investigating Mr. Yabat's death. Um, and, and you are? I'm 
I, I, she kind of stumbles over her words because she wants to say daughter. She's like, I'm, I'm his student. Or was one and of his students. And your name? Margot. Margot. Right. Um, some of the neighbors told us about you. Okay. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss. What, what did you find at the scene of the crime? Um, well, the basics are that uh, his home had been ransacked. We're, you know, keeping an eye on the local pawn shops. If the things that we know are missing, uh, I mean, obviously he didn't keep a an inventory, um, so it's a little difficult. One thing we were not able to find, which, uh, according to his neighbors, was very, very important to him and would have been in the home, was his sword. What? Um, so if that... Um, yes, his, his sword was missing, uh, which isn't... Un- and, well, it's, it's not uncommon for a weapon to be... Especially... Um, according to what we were able to find out, it was, and I'm sure you can verify this for me, it was a, an, a very well-made sword, correct? Yes. Right, well, uh, something like that, they could easily pawn it for 12, maybe even 20 gold, and for someone who breaks into homes, that can be a lot of money. I mean, hell, that's two months' salary for me. Yeah. I used to break into um, houses. I know how that goes. Maybe don't tell me that. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> it was don't a while ago. That she's reformed. Um, and you are? I am Mr. Rovarth Mirax. I would be... Well, we are adventurers, to be blunt, but I suppose I would be uh, currently serving as a private investigator to Miss Margo here. All right. Well, like I said, there wasn't a lot of evidence. Uh, the neighbors told us they didn't see anything. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. We're fairly certain that it happened very late at night. Um, so they very well could have just been asleep. You know, Mr. Yabat was elderly, and it likely didn't take a lot, um, uh, a lot of fighting. On the contrary, I hear that he was quite the swordsman in his day. Um, is what we've heard, but uh, I, I can only tell you what we found and the suppositions that we make from that. I wish I could tell you more, Miss Margo. I, I really do. Right now, we're waiting. Waiting for what? one of the items to be pawned off so that way they can trace it back, I'm assuming. Pretty much. Um, until that happens, we just don't have any leads. That sword is is really the only valuable lead we have. Would you mind giving us access to the crime scene? I would, actually. Um, I respect that you're a private investigator and everything, but it is a police crime scene. Flint, do you have any means of magically finding things that have gone missing or locating anything? 
Fortunately, that's not in my repertoire. So you want to just cast Detect Magic, then no. No, I want it to... There are spells that allow you to, like, scry the location of the places. (laughs) Well, I don't have them. That's what I was asking. The answer is no. (laughs) So... Um, Also, something, Margo, you know, the sword isn't magical. You've Mm -hmm. seen him cut through stone with it, but it's not magical. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he cut through the stone as an example of what a connection to your weapon can do. So you don't know what could be taken from the house, but I do, and you're saying that we can't go to the crime scene. Uh, You make a good point. Um, Yes. Give me five minutes to just finish some paperwork real quick and I'll take you by there. Okay. Thank you. And true to her word, five minutes later, she kind of hustles back goes, um, all right, let's go. Um, and she leads the way. Um, you see that the police have put a new padlock on the door. Um, and she unlocks it and opens it up and, True to her word, again, this place is ransacked. I would like to, just in case there's something here that might be noticed by this, I would like to, through the stone, cast True Sight. Okay. Um, what are the specifics of True Sight? Uh, let me... I don't think it'll help me find anything in particular, but it it does enhance senses, so I was just thinking. Um, true true seeing. Uh, this spell gives the willing creature you touch the ability to see things as they actually are. For the duration, the creature has true sight, noticing secret doors hidden by magic and can see into the ethereal plane all out to a range of 120 feet. Um, well, the ethereum which is Ildar's version of the ethereal plane, mm-hmm. um, doesn't offer a lot. You, Because of the nature of these things, there are this house has memories. Mm-hmm. And you see these little glimpses into Margo's childhood. You know, you're walking around and you're seeing these little glimpses of a small otter child with a wooden sword being very um, strictly trained. But you also see a slightly older child being surprised with this solid black, shiny rock (laughs) on what might be a birthday. I know what that rock is. Mm -hmm. And you see a screaming match between a young Margot and an old human. Mm. Um, most of the screaming is her. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the tears in her eyes. You can see the tears in his eyes and you see her leave. Um, but other than that, there are, there's nothing being hidden by magic. Okay. I was just double checking just in case. Mm-hmm. didn't think there was going to be anything got more than I expected but uh, I'm just going to shake my head and uh, take a couple steps back and grab onto Flint for support you're okay there just catching myself 
anything um and I should also say you also see a man living in solitude. Uh, there, there is a time of solitude before Margot and a time of solitude after Margot. Um, but if you guys want to find anything here, any clues or anything, you need to make some investigation checks. I would like to cast investigation. Cast investigation? No, no do investigation check. <laughs> Jesus. Um, now, <laughs> someone who doesn't ball. have a very good investigation could assist you to give you advantage. I would assist. <laughs> I'm good at investigation, I think. I'm terrible at it. So. No, I'm not. I actually have a zero. Oh. I'm surprised. As do I. I have a zero as well. Um, Margo, I imagine you're a little too... Margo, you walk in and because of your perception, the first thing you notice is the blood stain on the floor. And it's a lot. Um, I mean, there's not any blood left, but it, it soaked into the floorboards before anyone found him. And I imagine it's you're a little too distracted. Yeah. To look for clues. Yeah. Um and Flint, go ahead and roll with advantage. Twenty-eight. Okay. You um find these little hidden compartments all over the place. Um it seems like any valuables uh, Johan had, whether they were uh, actually valuable or only valuable to him. Who knows? But he squirreled them away all over the place um, as if he was genuinely concerned about someone finding things he didn't want them to find. I mean, uh, Margo, you knew about a few of them mm -hmm. um, just because you're you and you grew up here. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of them that you never would have found. Um, and there are all these little figurines or you, you find one larger one and there is a few pieces of paper that have been folded up and sealed with wax and your name is written on it. I'm going to pick it up and open it. All right. Um, it is a letter from Johan addressed to you. And the letter says, My dearest Margot, if you are reading this, I have passed. I can only hope that it is after we have made amends. I wish I had had the words to have told you how badly I wanted you to stay here. But if I had, I would have never been able to ask you to leave. You are destined for greatness, and you are never going to reach your full potential here with me. As much as it saddens me, I could never forgive myself for standing in your way. I regret not being able to show my vulnerability to you and tell you how much I love you. You were like a daughter to me. If we have not made amends before my death, then I hope you will accept my name and my sword as an inheritance. I have had a lifetime of regrets and enemies. I pray that I will have atoned for how I made you feel when you left. Regardless, as I have passed, I only ask that you move forward. Do not allow yourself to live in the past as I have. Your life is yours to live, and I hope that you live it to the fullest. Your loving father, Johan Yabat. Well, Margot's crying. <laughs> it, um. 
Um, and the other piece of paper is one of the first drawings you did of him. Um, it's not very good. Uh, it's better than you would probably expect a 10-year-old to be able to do. Um, but you gave it to him, and he he accepted it in a very polite way, but you never thought he would have held on to it. And with that, this episode is over. How dare you? You guys got stuff to cry about? How Lots dare you? Stuff to cry about. Oh my god. Uh... Why would you do that? Because it's fun, but also how dare you? Oh my god. <sighs> I feel so sad for Marco now. Oh my god. Okay. Can you get some pluggables? Yeah, yeah, I have pluggables. I have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok. All are elvenly underscore e. I post our. I cry about things. I cry about lots of things. But yeah, that's it. Go forth. Have fun. I have a YouTube channel that is Airsil Prime. E R A S Y L space P R I M E, where I play RPGs that are video games, and they are fun. Goodbye. I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter when I'm not crying about my uh, character's backstory. <laughs> um, yeah, write about RPG stuff and cosplay things. Uh, you can find our sound engineer, Jay Booth, at the Ludiverse podcast, Ludiverse podcast uh, the Asundered World podcast, and by searching Big Daddy Dice on TikTok. And you can find me coming up with the most beautifully awful ways to make my players cry. Bye. Bye. Bye for real. Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.